Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know? <laughs> I am Brianne Griebel. And with me is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hello. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to hold back the laughter because it's a serious have... question. What do we know this week? <laughs> oh, man. It is a real good question. What do we know? We are on week 4912 of the coronavirus stay at home uh, stuff going on. And uh, Mer and I were chatting before we hit record, and we both admit, like, this week in particular is all we have lost all meaning <laughs> and, and ability to follow any kind of plot. <laughs> like, yeah, like for, for example, I think I've had three things on my to-do list, and I haven't been able to get them done, <laughs> no matter how hard I try. We, uh, not kind of weak. We've lost what tra- t- track of time and days and responsibilities, and uh, um, so it's a it's been a weird week. I think um, most people can relate. So we were we just could not come up with any topic where we felt competent enough in our mental state to actually even be able to address it. I mean, we tend to just kind of start and see where things go, but everything we we tossed out as a possible topic just it all was just words and noises. <laughs> So we thought we would just talk about exactly what's going on. We're going to call it a funk. Like what are like about funks? Like that seems like as good of a word um, to kind of talk about where we're at. We're both at right now. Um, and I think most people are having their own particular version of funks right now. Um, it's like, even the word funk, I was like, I used to think that would mean like, oh yeah, I'm just feeling down or I'm feeling a bit out of sorts. But like, even the word funk, it's like, I feel like I barely know my own name. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I swore like on Tuesday that it was Wednesday and I was like, and I don't think that's like, people that happens all the time, but I was like utterly convinced that it was a different day. Um, got very frustrated about something that didn't happen because it was supposed to happen on Wednesday. Well, of course it didn't happen because it was actually Tuesday. <laughs> um, similarly, Mer, I have um, small amounts of work that I, I need to get done and it feels like, and it's not particularly difficult. It just takes a little bit of time to sit down and do. And uh <laughs> Man, that that it, it. I look at it and it looks like I'm being. I'm asking myself to like climb Mount Everest with <laughs> with no tools. Yeah. Isn't that amazing. <laughs> yeah, where, where are you right in in the midst of all? I mean, of course, you don't know. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in a funk. If you could actually say where you were, you would know where you are. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really kind of strange. Because it, it just, it feels like everything is hard. 
getting myself to do anything is hard. And I mean, as far as dates go, last night I literally had to think hard for like three or four minutes to figure out which day it was. I know I could have looked at my phone, but it was so disturbing to me that I couldn't figure it out on my own. <laughs> and yeah. and I just and it, it's interesting to watch the onslaught of thinking about it. You know, about the fact that I don't feel quite so put together about the fact that I'm not sure which day it is about the fact that I feel like I'm wasting, you know, loads and loads of time. It's interesting to watch the thinking and to watch myself climb in it and believe it and embody it and feel it all the way. And then to recognize that I'm <clears throat> walking around in a, in a gorilla suit, punching myself with it, you know? <laughs> it's 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 interesting and it's not like I feel like I have no control which one I'm in. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I get lost. I get lost in the gorilla suit for long periods of time. You know, I notice myself doing things to escape the busy mind to distract myself to I mean there there was even a, a night where we were going to bed and I just felt like I felt like I was going to bust somehow. And I said, I just need to go sit for a minute. I went in the other room and I sat down and I just bawled mm. for like 20 minutes. I, and I, I wasn't even thinking any particular thought or trying to figure out why or any of it. It just, and I, I knew, I knew enough just to let it out, you know, and then it finished and I was done. And I had the best sleep I've had in a long time. <laughs> but, you know, there wasn't, it's just, it's just happening. Mm -hmm. Like I have this really clear and present sense of, I don't have a lot of say right now. Mm. Or maybe ever, you know, right. of, of the experience that I'm having. I'm just, I'm either more aware of it or less aware of it more inside of it or more observing it or and I can notice myself going back and forth between those but man it's quite a ride yeah I mean it, it's just occurring to me like I, this so much of this past week has been this weird I couldn't tell you what how I'd spent the days really and and yet, when I slow down and, and and really think about it, it's so interesting to me that, and yet, stuff still got done. Like, I still, I'm just realizing, like, oh, actually, um, so my mother, who I haven't been able to see in four weeks, um, amidst all of this craziness, has been asked to move out of the uh, memory care facility she's in, which is a whole other story, a whole other drama. Um but it just occurred to me, I was like, oh, on Monday, I went down to the facility and we had a, like an hour long talk um, where I was trying to appeal their decision and that didn't work. And then I had a total breakdown. But while I was having the breakdown, like I had this recognition of like, okay, you're going to get this out of your system because it really did suck. I'm like, you know, my mind was just racing of like, oh my God, that means 
amidst this pandemic, we have to find a new place for my mom. We can't tour any facilities. We're not going to be able to be with her while she moves into this new place where she's not going to know anybody or any walls, you know, you know, the, the, the actual physical space and all of that felt like so much. And it just, I was just having this breakdown over it all. And at the same time, I had this space in my mind. that's like, yeah, you're, you're going to let yourself just have this breakdown. This is a lot. And then once this gets cleared up, well, now there are things to do. And so I made phone calls to facilities and the hospice workers who have been working with my mom and an elder uh, elder law attorney who's going to help us um, with the Medicaid process to get that rolling. And my dad and I sat down and went over all their finances to see what we could do. And I was like, oh, and yet, you know, and I still have been doing some of the work that I just normally regularly have to do. It's so interesting that amidst all of this, I have no idea what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. Stuff's still getting done. <laughs> Isn't that cool? It feels like something beyond me is making stuff happen. Like I'm obviously there and involved, but mentally I have, it's so interesting. I feel like I have mentally checked out and yet obviously I haven't. Yeah, that's, that's so bizarre. I really do like, you know, I have this, um, I don't think I've shared this story. I remember when I was, uh, I must've been about 15 so in Idaho, at least at the time, I don't know if it's changed, um, you could get your learner's permit at 14 for driving and you get your license at 15. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure I was 15. One of the first winters I was driving up here and um, I was driving home from school and I have to take the freeway to get back to my house. We live just outside of town and it snowed during the day, kind of this wet slushy snow. And if if anybody knows anything about snow, that's kind of the crappiest stuff to drive in. <laughs> um, but the, they'd plowed the freeways and it, it warmed up a little bit. So the road, the freeway was fine. So I was going, I don't know, 50, 55 on the freeway, but I was kind of not paying attention. And I went to go take the off ramp and they hadn't done the off ramp. So I went from um, clear road to a super slushy off ramp going too fast, honestly. It, um, and the car just hit that slushiness. And it started to, to the back of my car started, started to slide. And then, you know, in my mind, I was trying to do like, oh my God, what did I learn about turns? Do you turn into the skid? Do you turn out away from the skid? Like, you know, so I was like crank the wheel and I overcorrected. And so the car started sliding the other direction. And now I'm sliding toward the embankment that goes down to a river. And I was like, oh shoot. So I turn and I overcorrect again. And it happened about, I think three times back and forth. And then I just literally went like, I can't do it. I, I wish I had a video of me in that moment. I took my hands off entirely off the wheel and I lifted my feet off of all of the pedals. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. And my car, it was the most hilarious thing. It was just like, kind of just righted itself. And, you know, and then it stopped at the end of the off ramp, just straightened out perfectly. And then boop, stopped at the off of the off ramp at the end of the off ramp. And I remember even at 15 going like, I feel like there's a life lesson here. <laughs> like once my heart rate kind of came down and I'm like, Oh, how interesting. Um, like stuff still happens even when I'm not controlling anything. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the, what should I call it? One of the knowings in the back of my mind, particularly this week has been, the notion that I know I need to give up in a few places. And that, that's kind of what that reminds me of, of 
there's there's something in me that that can see I'm getting in my own way. I'm trying too hard, particularly in the things you know that are that feel like they're chewing me up right now. You know, just to this sense of oh yeah, I need to take my hands off. And I and it's it's that it's it's the the knowing and the remembering and the recognizing the spaces and times where I have been able to do that. It has occurred to me. It looked like a good idea. <laughs> I had the capacity to let go and things righted themselves. Things came back around, new, you know, new vistas came into view, new ideas showed up, new possibilities that that couldn't because there wasn't space for all of my grabbing it and shaking it. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> the thing that strikes me from the very beginning of, you know, when we started this conversation, isn't it interesting that we're both going like, yeah, I'm in such a weird funk. I am such a, and it, I mean, from the lightness in our voices and the laughter we've already had so far, it's like, and we're not particularly worried about that. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because I have been a few times this week. I mean, I have been genuinely worried. And yet I notice moments like this one or like the moment I busted up laughing at something last night with my husband or moments when I laugh at myself or when... I, I step out of it so instantly that I know it's not solid mm -hmm. or real or something I have to reckon with, even though I'm in it a lot yeah. at, at the moment. Yeah. You know, we, we use the word freedom a lot when in these episodes and it's like, similar to you, it's not like I, I'm this free and lighthearted and, and carefree every minute of every day, far from it. But what is, it's so interesting to me that I don't get too caught up in it for too long. Like there's a freedom in recognizing, like it kind of like when I had my little, my meltdown after finding out we did indeed have to move my mom. Like there was a full recognition of like, listen, you've been carrying a lot of stress over this because we've been dealing with this for two weeks, trying to figure out if we actually really do have to move her and trying to appeal the process. It was almost just like this recognition of like, you've been carrying this like, for two weeks. Now it's come to a head. You have your final decision. There's nothing more you can do to keep her there. It's like my body just almost like had to like let all of this stuff go, melt down, cry, sob, like face puffy, swollen, snot running all over the place. Um, but it was so interesting to go like, yeah, okay, you need to, yeah, let this go. Let like, like not, and not like let it go as in be okay with it. Just like let it loose more, I guess would be like, let this yeah. out, let it just, and then there was just the recognition. And I, I, I just knew so solidly, like, you're going to, however long this is going to last, I didn't even try to rush it. Like, however long this is going to last, you're going to get it out of your system. And then you're going to just do the next things you have to do. Yeah, there's such a, a beautiful undercurrent of just self-kindness. Mm. You know, kindness towards the experience that you're in or that you're having when it feels rougher. Yeah, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody uh, a few days ago <clears throat> who, um, it was possible she was, you know, we were kind of talking about maybe having a coaching relationship and um, 
it just turned it into more just a casual conversation. But she was kind of saying how she'd kind of been in this weird funk for a few weeks. And she's like, she's like, I could say it's because of all of the the COVID stuff. She's like, but I feel like it was starting before then. And she's like, it's just been such a long time since, you know, I've had this weird knot in my stomach and it's been such a long time since I've kind of felt weird and off to such an extent for such a long period of time. And, and I, the only thing it occurred to me to say, I was like, yeah, being a human's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird ride, man. <laughs> it's yeah. hard and confusing and sometimes terrifying and sometimes it feels cruel. And yeah, of course you feel wonky sometimes. Like even if you can't put your finger on why, you can't like say, oh, it's because XYZ has happened or I'm dealing with, you know, XYZ. Like the fact that we don't feel more weird more of the time astounds me. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that we can carry on as if existing is just this casual thing. (laughs) (laughs) I so, 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 so love that because it, There's just so much permission and space and freedom in, yeah, isn't being human weird? Like one of the things that comes out of my mouth a lot is, yeah, silly humans. Yeah. Just that you, we take out this (laughs) this crazy version of everything in our head where we're in charge and in control and able to manage and able to understand everything and figure it all out. And like, when you just recognize, oh, that's just the nature of the game. It There's just so much um, room to breathe, so much weight off our back. <laughs> and particularly for me, who loves loves to get to the bottom of things <laughs> to to give myself permission to recognize I do not have to understand this <laughs> in order for it to be okay to survive it to fall out of it at some point to have it shift you know to to any of it I don't have to understand it with my little brain and and cool enough it seems that as humans, we fall into moments sometime down the road where we get a glimpse of what something was about or the gift of something or, you know, that's cool too. But to know that we don't even have to have that in order to be okay is so cool to me. You know, I wrote a, um, I've just been going over the final edits um, of my book, which um, knock on wood will actually be coming, coming out in June. I'm so um, excited about that I, for you. Me too. Um, but there was, a, sometimes I read, you know, cause I, I worked so intensely on it and then I was like, I need to set this aside. Um, cause it was a pretty intense process for me. And then I was like, okay, well I got to go back and edit it. So I'll go back and do some edits and be like, okay, I got that. Done. I got to set it aside. But every time I like set it aside for a bit and I pick it back up, there are moments where I'm like, I don't remember writing that, but damn, that was, <laughs> that, sp- that speaks to me right now, even though I'm the one that wrote it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember writing that, but that was, hey, I get it. Um, yeah. There was this line that I just read last night that just kind of struck me. And I wrote that um, life doesn't need to be understood. 
but it can always be fully lived. Yeah, it's that. That, when I have, and I've seen that, I've had that kind of recognition in various shades, various times, but for the first at least 30 uh, years of my life, the first 75% of my life, I did not understand that at all. Like the way you felt better about life is that you understood it. You got, you, you got to the bottom of it. I like your words. Yep. Like you found, you found the base um, truth of particular things. Um, and, you know, you know, the specifics of any particular situation or event or whatever um, happenings. And that's where you would find the freedom. Like, okay, I, under, I, I feel I understand it now. So now I can move on. Um, mm-hmm. and I'd seen over the last several years how like, oh, there are, there are many things in life that aren't going to make sense. It's, you know, obviously this, I say it over and over again, my mom and this experience with her walking her basically to the end of her life through dementia, it's been my greatest teacher. And it 100% smacked me in the face of like, this is never going to make sense to you. Like in any kind of way that your intellectual mind wants it to. Like it's just it's just not. There is no reconciliation here, um, and recognizing that like it's just so hard, smacked in the face with something I so desperately wanted to understand and make make sense was very freeing. To be like, oh, but I'm still with her, and I don't mean that in like because she's still alive, and I get like, I have never felt more presence with life. I have never. I mean, I'm filled up with the most intensive emotions, but I've also never felt more alive, more here for it. You know what I mean? Like I am here for this life thing. I'm in it and I'm, I don't like it, but I'm glad I'm in it. And it's, I feel like when we're to kind of bring this back to like funks, we saw it, we call it funks. I feel like maybe, and I'm not saying this is true, just maybe when we're in that funk, it's, it's kind of like there's this recognition of, I'm not sure what's going on here. And I don't like the feeling of not knowing what's going on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing's wrong when you're in a funk. It's a, it's a feeling, it's a vibe, it's a whatever you want to call it. But it's, I don't know if it's any different than any other feeling or funk or vibe, you know? Yeah, it's just one of the flavors. Yeah. Being but, alive. But because it's one of those like I shouldn't it's one of those like I shouldn't be feeling this way or I can't I don't have the time to feel this way or um whatever it is that our kind of mind makes of it. It's just it's like there's something I'm not getting here or something I want that I'm not receiving or and then it looks like a funk is a problem. And by the way, when I say funk, I'm like to me, that just means I'm feeling, I'm feeling out of sorts. <laughs> yeah. Out of sorts. <laughs> I think the the way it shows up for me is inefficiency. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of should flowing through <laughs> when I'm in a funk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's lots of shoulds humming in the background things that seem like they should be happening or I should be getting done or I should be, should be, should be, should be. Yeah. You just shouldn't all over your place. (laughs) All over yourself. Shouldn't all over yourself. (laughs) Right. Right. 
So, yeah, go ahead. If we don't, if it's if it's not required that we understand something in order to fully live it or fully be alive, what what is the doorway that gives us that capacity to fully engage even without understanding? I always come back to this, like, it's recognition. And I don't, we can't control what we recognize. But it looks like that is the thing that has, quote unquote, solved all my problems. Not all at once, um, and not permanently. <laughs> but when I recognize, understand, um, become one with, uh, become aware of something that is truer than what came before it. That's it. That's really it. And that, 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 that is, I have no other word for what allows that to happen other than grace. I don't know what allows me to recognize like, oh, this isn't, this isn't how it works. This isn't, this isn't true in the way you think it's true. Your your life is not what you thought it was based on how you think you're doing or or whatever. When I see something truer, then it ceases to feel like it's a problem to me. It doesn't make the thing necessarily change, whatever thing it is, I think. You know, for example, me being in a funk me being all out of sorts and kind of not really knowing if I'm coming or going or what I'm doing. Like, yeah, when it, when I do still genuinely believe like it shouldn't be that, like I should know what I'm doing or I should have some clarity or I should be more focused or, you know, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I have no reason to be feeling this way. That's when it feels like a problem. But then it always tends to just burst and go like, something truer just shows up in its place. Like for example, when I, I didn't recognize that until we started this episode of the podcast, when I'm like, oh yeah, but I've still somehow gotten things done while I'm in a funk. And so that just, even that recognition in real time on this podcast made me feel a little bit lighter. Didn't make me feel clearer or more focused. It just made me like, oh yeah, but I've, it's still fine. Like that was just a recognition of it's, it's still fine. <laughs> You're still okay, dear. Yeah, I think as as it looks to me right now, that that doorway for me is just waking up to thought all over again. You know, which happens multiple times a day. <laughs> of just, it's I, I'm actually reminded of the the phrase that uh, the thought is not reality, but realities are made of thought. And this, this recognition that, that there's always something more real beyond the world I'm walking around in, in my head. 
And it, I mean, and it's, it's literally those, you know, even half a second moments when I fall out of it and go, oh yeah, I'm right here and I'm fine and I'm still getting done what needs to be done and I'm still breathing and, and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like even all of that stuff in my head about time and efficiency. You know, I mean, it, all of it, like every single layer of it. And there's always, there's always more layers to wake up to. But, but for me, that that's the doorway that makes it fine, and that releases me from from needing to categorize it and and understand it and make sense of it in any particular moment. Just that, that seeing the me beyond thought. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me more about that, because I feel like that's a wonderful statement that doesn't mean anything until it means something. That statement of thought is not reality, but reality is made of thought. What does that mean to you? How does, what is that about? Gosh, uh, <laughs> I, it's been this i this idea has been sitting there for several weeks, and I keep picking it up, you know, and kind of turning it around and looking at it again <laughs> every, every few days. And I I know that I that there's so much more for me to see about it. <clears throat> but what I feel like I I'm getting a sense of. It's just that we we are always molding our experience in the moment out of this stuff we're calling thought. And it it's literally the interface between me and whatever is happening out there. Like that that's the only way for me to experience it is through this stuff we're calling thought. And so I am I'm like a kid sitting there with with clay or, or with Play-Doh and I'm creating what a scene looks like and what it means and what it means about me and what should be done and what's important and what matters and what doesn't and what's relevant and what isn't. And I mean, all of it is being created out of this stuff. And yet... The reality is that I'm sitting here using this stuff to create an experience. So I'm always going to experience what I'm molding and creating. But it's just what's molded and created in the moment. The reality beyond it is is that it's being molded and created. always moment to moment. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, you know, my misunderstanding, <clears throat> you know, I wanted to believe that I was creating my experience so that I could change it. <laughs> um, right. So there's, there are plenty of other, um, what's the word I'm looking for philosophies or modalities or, um, 
ideas about how life works um, that kind of say similar things of like, you know, you create your reality and thoughts, thought creates your reality. Um, but to me, the thing to see is not the I part of it, but that experience is getting created moment by moment. It's made of thought, but in the same way that if I know it's clay in your example, I don't, I don't need to worry about it. Like, um, we, we both know Michael Neal and work with Michael Neal. He has a metaphor of like, you know, you can take clay and you can, you can make a unicorn or you can make a rainbow or you can make a monster or, you know, but if you know it's clay, you don't need to worry about turning the monster into a unicorn. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and it's, it, the eye is, is important when I say that <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't mean myrrh. <laughs> right. You know, I don't mean because it, I mean, it used to look that way and man, life is hard <laughs> when oh. you think that myrrh is responsible for creating her experience. Holy cow. I do not want to live in that reality yeah. anymore. <laughs> Lots of monsters in that one. <laughs> Holy cow. But it's, it's, it's that it's happening through me. You know, the, the me in the sense of I'm part of everything. Yeah, I come from where everything comes from. That yeah. part of me is like, and and like I said, I've got a major edge here that I can't, that I'm still exploring, that I mm-hmm. know there's so much more for me to see. But yeah. it is, it's that sense of, because it's clay, because it's transient, because it's thought, because it's not real in the sense of it doesn't come and go then I don't have to worry about it. It's like the dream metaphor because it's a dream because Mm -hmm. it's clay. There's just less of a need to mess with it and a greater freedom to just be in it and feel it. Yeah. To me, I find myself more often when I kind of see it's I'm more in a state of awe than a need to actually control. Um, I remember I was, uh, there's this Netflix documentary. Oh my God, what's it called? It's a series. Uh, totally slipped my mind. Not surprising. Most things are slipping my mind. I didn't even know what day it was. So, um, there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, and it, it's really fascinating. It's, it, it's a series and every episode focuses on a different type of creative person, um, in, in a different, and in different kind of industries. And they were focusing on this, um, I think, if I remember right, his name was Olaf Erikson, and he, truly an extraordinarily creative and genius man. Um, but he was explaining he does these art displays that make you like aware of the fact that because you exist, that art exists. Without you, that experience of the art would not exist which was really cool. It wasn't just like, hey, there was an artist that created this thing. He was, he's bringing your conscious awareness to the fact that you being in this exact spot, seeing this exact thing is also creating the art. Um, but mm. he, had this, he had this display in a, he, I think he turned a warehouse or something into like a, an art display. And it was just a dark room with um, uh, a machine that was, was causing mist and a light um, hitting the mist. And he explained that 
And, and, and of course, that made rainbows. The light hitting the mist made rainbows. And he explained to people, he's like, there are only three things necessary for a rainbow to exist. The drop of water, the light, and the angle at which it's being seen. Without any one of those things, the rainbow wouldn't exist. He's like, where you are is the angle, your eye meeting that drop of water and where the light hits it. He's like, the person standing right next to you does not see the same rainbow because it's a different angle. And that just blew my mind. It's like, I'm involved in creating a rainbow, but not the, like, but not like, it's not, I'm not, I'm not creating all of existence so that a rainbow exists. (laughs) Yeah. It's a really, really significant difference. (laughs) Yeah. But without me, that rainbow that I am experiencing, like I am creating that experience by just existing, no conscious effort. And that I think is the real, to me, that's where the real freedom came for me is recognizing, yeah, I'm a part of this, but without conscious effort, there's nothing I need to do with conscious effort to create the experience. That's just what's happening. My existence is creating an, ex- an experience. And the, but the, what the experience is made of is not what I think it's made of. Like, like wow. the more I, I kind of can see that, and I can't really wrap my head around that, by the way. It's like, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but the more I kind of play in that area, the more just, the more often I kind of find my place in the, wow, existing is a really amazing show. It reminds me of the the Einstein quote about, you know, you you either live as if nothing a miracle or as if everything is. Yeah. You know, again, I don't live in this headspace. (laughs) Yeah, but even just the, even just a touch of it just does something for us. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's even the movement in and out of this headspace, what I'm calling a headspace, like this moving in and out of the recognition like moving in and out of the awe, like awe-inspiring, like, oh my God, life is truly extraordinary. And into, oh my God, life sucks and it's weird and it's hard, back into it's amazing and beautiful, extraordinary. Like even that is part of it that I find amazing. It gives, it, it kind of, it gives it um, a momentum. It gives it a feeling of action. Movement. Yeah, of movement that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Not in the specific moments where I think it all sucks and, you know, I'm flipping off the heavens. <laughs> but when I come out of it, and I always do, I have an appreciation that I couldn't find when I was in the darker moments. And that just brings me back to, like, existing is so weird and cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful sum up for a, an exploration of funks. Of funk. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. And sometimes it just feels more weird than cool. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Not really more complicated than that. 100%. <laughs> and how cool that it doesn't have to be. <laughs> how weird that it can be cool when it's weird and how weird that it's cool when it's weird. I don't know. I've, I've lost the plot. <laughs> I almost followed you. <laughs> uh, well, this has been uh, weird and cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Merck. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.